This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Good readings, everyone. Welcome to this edition of the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Today's show is from December the 9th back in 2014. I have put together a doubleheader with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Meathead and Greg are going to talk about doing fried chicken on your gas grill. It is a great method. I think it's worth revisiting. Let's get to it. Here's Greg and Meathead's conversation from December the 9th, 2014. Anybody out there yeah. in uh, oh. the uh, the, uh, uh, the chat room who, who doesn't like fried chicken, raise your hand. Yeah, that that would be uh, everybody Nobody. loves fried chicken, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, how often do you cook fried chicken, Greg? Never. Yeah. Why? I go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and get fried chicken. <laughs> or if I'm in Saratoga Springs, I go to Hattie's Fried Chicken, a destination across the nation. Big yeah. name check. Yeah, yes. Of course. Yes. But yeah, no, I, I don't. Mean, it's I a pain don't. in the neck, isn't it? It could. It's perceived definitely to be like a messy task. It well, could it be hot. Spatters all over the place. You it screw smokes. it up. Oh, yes, right. I mean, it's off the smoke. So alarm. many negatives. So many negatives. Yeah, yeah. And then you got all the. You got to remove the chicken and the dripping. Yeah. Oh, something Blake's. Blake's a Popeyes fan. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm here to tell you that fried chicken is a barbecue food. Really. Now, I know that you and I have gone round and round about my definitions of barbecue, but um, uh, this is a stretch, I will admit. But I'm telling you, if you love fried chicken, it's right there on your deck. Go out there, and I use my gas grill. Can you can you throw up slide number one? Oh, absolutely. Hold on. Now, I'm not slide seeing number one. you on Skype. Yeah, like I, I know. Well, I blew a – I tripped a breaker – Right as we came on, and then I had to quickly get back on the air, and I forgot to enable the output so you can see everything. But right now I have the Dutch oven on your uh, gas grill. Don, Don Geiger wants to know if you blew a fuse. Is No, it, it, well, I tripped a breaker, of course. It blew a fuse. <laughs> what am I, Ralphie over here in the Christmas story for crying out loud? Okay, okay. That's, um, uh, um, come on. Um, are you able to get that picture up? I have yeah, not able to. yeah, it's up. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, you can see this is just a... Um, uh, cast iron, um, Dutch oven. Yeah. Um, uh, and I put about three quarters of an inch of cooking oil in there and you can use just any old cooking oil and neutral olive oil, corn oil, something with a high smoke point is good. Corn oil works. Um, what about uh, peanut canola oil? oil is a good one. And uh, now we, Ryan and I went through every kind of dredge and coating known to man. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like to let it marinate overnight in buttermilk. Um, some people just simply dredge it in, in, in flour. Some people buttermilk, then flour. Some people eggs, then flour. Some people um, uh, uh, cornflakes. Um uh, breadcrumbs, all kinds of variations you can experiment. We did them all. We tried them all. And what simply worked for us is just take the cold chicken 
yep. and um, dip it in flour. And good, I'm keep it up there for if you would a yep, little bit. It's up there. This is a classic four burner grill, and the left two burners under the pot are on high. You got to close the lid before you put the chicken in and bring it up to around 375. Now you don't have a lot of oil. You can fill it with oil and get it really deep and deep fry it. But the fried chicken experts say, and I haven't had a chance to test this, and you know me, I'm always testing. But the fried chicken experts say, don't deep fry. They say the best fried chicken is a shallow fry yep. where the top of the chicken is sticking out of the oil so steam can come out. Um, I'm not quite sure I understand all of the physics and science there, but this is what the old southern grandmas do, and I'm not going to argue with an old southern grandma, at least for this first round of tests. So that's just breaded chicken on the left in about three-quarters of an inch of oil uh, at 375, and it takes about five or six minutes to get really golden. You check the underside, then you flip it, and when you're done, when they're golden and they're, you don't want to get them too dark, you test them with your thermometer, and if they're still not quite right, you want to go to 165, that's your... USDA safe number. And we've talked about safe chicken before. Yeah. Um, it's really worthwhile sticking to the USDA number for chicken. I did a pork chop today at 135, which is well below USDA, and I'm going to be just okay. But chicken, don't screw with the temperature guides. And if it's not quite there, you just take it out of the pot and lay it on the grates next to the pot. That's where the burners are off, and you just close the lid. And it cooks in the pot, and it roasts indirect, stays crispy. It's just like popping it in the oven, yeah. and you can hold them there, and they drain. And the whole thing, I mean, it's just so simple. If it smokes, you're outdoors. Who gives a darn? If it spatters, you're on the grill. Who cares? Um, uh, and, and, if it, and draining it, it's just easy. It just drips right through. I like doing it on the gas grill because you don't need charcoal and you don't need all the smoke. We played with smoke and a few other things, and we played with all kinds of variations. And you know what we like the best? Plain old dipped in flour and fried. All of the fancy other dips and everything were fun. And they were interesting, yeah, yeah. but just plain old flour, and boy, they were good. We got great crusts on them. No, um, no, like a liquid dip before into the flour. Uh, no. Just cold chicken flour, and then boom no. into the grease. Unbelievable! Just wow. Yeah, I mean, we we tried it with the egg. What happens is, can you actually? Let's see. Let me. I think it's slide number two. Let me All see. Right. Um, slide number two. Yeah, pull up slide number two. All right, got it up there. Nope. There yeah. you go. Uh, this is slide number two. Um, this is a slightly different dip, and let's just skip right on past that and get down to the next slide, number three. All right. We're there. And there it is coming along. Now, you can see we got the really craggy, jaggy stuff going on here. That's with an egg dip first and then the flour uh -huh. um, and, and buttermilk and such. And then go ahead and jump right on in slide number four. Right. Um, are there? Uh, wow, look at that. Slide number four. Yeah. There you go. Um, just sitting there draining. It wasn't quite, you know, they usually fry up to about 155, 160 in a few minutes sitting there in the indirect side. And it, they drain the oil right off and they just roast up nice and crisp. That raggy, jaggy, that was 
we used a hot spice blend before we did the dip to try to do a, um, a, a Nashville style. You know, Nashville makes hot. It turns out the hot Nashville style is just a hot sauce poured over it in most yeah. cases. And that hot sauce is blended usually with the frying oil. Really nice and good and greasy. Uh, that's good stuff. You know what's one of the better ones we had? We um, we marinated the chicken for about an hour in pickle juice. Pickle juice? Pickle juice. Oh, great. Oh, it, it, you know, it tasted like... Dirty fried chicken. Yeah, okay. No, um, um, you know, um, um, what's the potato chips? Um, vinegar and salt? Yeah, salt and vinegar potato yeah, chips. Yeah, salt and vinegar potato chips. It, it, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, you can play with this, guys. It's really simple. Now, a couple of things you got to keep in mind. When you put cold chicken in hot oil, yeah. the oil bottoms out in a hurry. It goes. You, you want to start around 375. It'll dump right on down to three, 325 in a hurry, and it takes a while to come back up. So you want a really heavy-duty cast iron pot if you've got one or an enamel pot. The heavier the pot, the more heat it will retain, the better you off you are. To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john, J-O-N, at the bbqcentralshow.com. Before I jump into the second segment, you know, I have to ask you, are you following the Big Barbecue Central Show on social media? It is at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter. It is slash BBQ Central Shows on the Facebook. Give the big show a follow. Couldn't be easier. Let's learn more about some. Let's learn more about a summer fried chicken. That's not the way that was supposed to go, but I'm going to go with it. Let's jump back into Meathead and Greg's Chicken on the Gas Grill Fried from December the 9th, 2014. Enamel pot. The heavier the pot, the more heat it will retain, the better you off you are. You may have to wait 10 minutes between batches to get the oil back up to temp. Um, I see um, uh, Kinger is asking about the secret yeah, herbs, herbs and spices. spices. Right. I yeah, was going to ask you, you about can, that. You can mix those in with the, with the uh, flour. Um, you can mix your own blend. Uh, I use, you know, my, my favorite chicken blend is my um, uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel blend. You can mix it in with the flour, or you can just sprinkle, sprinkle it right on the meat before you flour it, which is much more economical. You don't waste as much fla- um, seasoning. Are you getting a lot of flavor, though, in that when you're putting yes. it in there and then you're deep yes. frying it? You're not losing anything? No, no. Um. And I got to tell you, and maybe this is a bias, I was raised in the South, even though I'm in Chicago now. I was raised in the South. Um, the, the simple chicken dipped in flour was, to me, the, simp- now, the simplest, the most elegant. Now, people who read my website and follow know that I'm not really big on monkeying with the natural flavors of food. I like the nat, you know, if it's swordfish, 
turkey. I'm not going to inject turkey with Cajun spices and stuff. I want turkey to taste like turkey. Yeah. So it may not surprise anybody that the simplest, the one I liked the best, was just dipped in flour. But you can try dipping it in buttermilk. You can try dipping it in egg. And then after the buttermilk or the egg, you can move to flour. You can move to cornflakes. You can move to uh, panko. Yeah, you can panko. move to seasoned breadcrumbs. Um, you can try all of those options to find what you want, or you can marinate overnight. You can brine it. Um, you can um, before you dip, obviously. Um, and the pickle, the pickle juice—that's a brine. It's got a lot of salt in it, and it's got vinegar, um, salt and vinegar potato chips. That was so much fun. I didn't prefer it to the classic old simple dipped in flour, yeah. but it was sure good. Meathead Goldwyn joining me here on the show. AmazingRibs.com is his website if you want to check it out, join the Pitmasters Club, whatever it is. Uh, Meathead, let me put you on ice here just for a second while we... All right, welcome back. Uh, Meathead Goldwyn joining us here on the show. AmazingRibs.com creator. Host of the Pitmaster cast or whatever you call those things over there in the uh, Pitmaster Club. Um, Meathead, I, I would feel that maybe I'm not doing my job as a question asker or moderator of said conversation. But if we're doing fried chicken outside in a pot and there's flame and blah, blah, blah. Everybody always talks about deep frying turkey outside and the fire hazards that ensue. Uh, are there legitimate fire hazard concerns doing it this way with fried chicken or because it's uh, you know, more of a shallow and uh, controlled environment versus the explosive deep-fried turkey environment, it's not such a worry. Well, anybody who's read my site and listened to your show with me on it knows that I am extremely safety conscious. There's not much of a risk here. Um, now, I notice in the in the the chat room, uh, Blake is talking about the classic shallow fry, which is done in a cast iron skillet. When you do that, that's when you got a lot of spattering. But you notice, if you want to throw slide one back up, I'm using a large cast iron pot. So any spatters and flying oil are not getting out. They're getting they're 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 safe in there. And even if a little bit drips off the chicken onto the um, the burners down below, um, those burners are off if you on the right hand side. Right. So there's no flame under them. Now, when you crank it up the next day to grill a chicken, some of that oil that's dripped down onto the flavor bars is going to burn off and smell bad, and you just got to burn it off. It doesn't take long. Also, I'm looking at some other things in here. In the um, Bob Parker's talking about buttermilk marinade, and I mentioned buttermilk. Uh, yeah, that always seems uh, to be like the hand-in-hand thing that people know, go to with We really chicken. tried it. Now, we yeah. didn't get scientific about it. I contacted... Um, a poultry scientist at uh, University of Arkansas. Um, I talked to the, uh, our Dr. Blonder. I talked to Dr. Tony Mato, who's primarily a beef guy, um, about the effects of buttermilk. And the best anybody can come up with is that maybe the acids are affecting things. I know, for example, in Indian cooking, they also often marinate in yogurt, which is similar to buttermilk in some ways. But every time we did it, unless my palate is fading, and it probably is, you know, your, your palate fades as you age, yep. I could not discern in side-by-side blind tastings any significant difference that I could repeat. Taste it now, 
here's my favorite, come back 10 minutes, taste it now, and show the same one. I, I just didn't, and the problem with buttermilk is it burns, it darkens. Notice how dark that last slide is. Those, those dip it in egg, dip it in buttermilk, they darken real fast before the meat cooks, and you want the meat cooked. So for me, I skip the buttermilk, I skip the, um, uh, the eggs, I just dust it in flour, roll it around, season it, dust it in flour, fry it, and by golly, it's good. Wow. Um, do you, also, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you have a, a now dedicated fried chicken area on AmazingRibs.com? I, we're working on that. I'm yeah. going to do some more. We, we've, we've recently done um, Hush Puppies. We did, um, uh, we've done several fried things, and we're playing more and more. Uh, because I now consider f- deep frying, or shallow frying in this case, my outdoor... Co- I mean, m- there's no way my wife would let me do this in the kitchen. Um, and, and, and it's just a mess, uh, but it's an outdoor cooking technique. Hey, you know, I mean, you guys, Outdoor Cooking Network, you, the motto, of the, if it's not cooked outdoors, it's not cooking. Anything right. you can cook outdoors, I say, you can, anything you can cook indoors, you can cook just as well or better outdoors. There was another question in the, uh, in the uh, mosh pit over here about um, uh, the... Um, flash points of oil. Flash point, or the smoke yeah. points of different oils. Yeah. And um, I have an article on fats and oils on AmazingRibs.com where I talk about the, um, the smoke points of each of the oil. I list most of the common cooking oils and their smoke points. Um, uh, for example, I'm looking at it now. Um, I, I break them down into three categories, vegetable oils, um, olive oils, pure olive oil, um, uh, about 440, virgin olive oil, about 420, extra virgin olive oil around 375, peanut oil around 450, canola oil around 400. These numbers, and if you research them on the internet, the numbers change from site to site because it's not a... Uh, a fixed thing. It has a lot to do with the manufacturer and how they do it. Um, soybean oil, 450 to 500, pretty high smoke point there. Um, uh, uh, regular shortening, around 330. Um, animal fats. And I, I, I get in all of them in, in here. Uh, I try to get cover the cover the range. But um, a, a non... A cheap olive oil is good, or a canola oil, uh, peanut oil is good. You always worry about peanut oils and peanut products and allergies out there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh look, Kinger. Oh, King. Kinger is such a great friend. Yeah, he I know. I've asked him to link. be on the show, but he's like, he no. Just posted the link. We'll never, <laughs> never come on the show. What's that? I said I've asked him to come on the show a bunch of times. He's always like, no, I'm Canadian. I'm too good for you. Get out. I swear. He's, he does videos. Uh, I know. Fun. Why they're do you think I asked fun. him to be on the show? He won't do it's it. It's great fun video. He's, I know. He's a sweetheart. He's too modest. Yeah, he's, he's modest. Exactly. He's shy. He's afraid he'll all the girls will, 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 will fawn over him. Right. Man, there's Kinger just minding his own business, posting a link to try to be helpful, and they start busting his chops. What is up with that? Sorry, Kinger. It's not right, man. It's just not right. I'm telling you. What's not right is if you're not following the Barbecue Central Show via podcast. So make sure you head over to the BBQCentralShow.com. Give the big show a follow. You'll never miss an episode of this show or the really big show again. Thank you so much for checking it out. 
Until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, I am your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.